the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In, what the world is not listening to. Welcome to the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In. My name is Joe Connor, and Happy New Year's Eve to everybody. Um, some people might be crashed out watching from watching Noah last night. Heard it was a pretty good show. Um, hope every, regardless of what you did, I hope everyone had a fun New Year's Eve celebrating wherever you are. Mohammed will be adding a piece later on. Uh, James might be popping in. I am not 100% sure, but right now it is just I. Um, first, just want to say, you know, thoughts go out to the family of Rogero Diodato, uh, the director of Campbell Holocaust, House of the Dead Park, uh, passed away the other day. Um, Don West, pretty much the voice of TNA back in the day, passed away the other day. And also Nate Blodgett, a.k.a. Jason Strife, uh, who's wrestled on 205 Live, AEW Dark, Chikara, NWA, Revolver. Um, he ran PWP for a while here in Omaha and Magnum Pro Wrestling here in town. Um, took on a lot of big stars. Uh, if you look on Twitter, there's a lot of big stars from WWE, AEW, Impact, who are definitely sending their condolences for him. Um, he helped me out and everything because I filmed for Magnum Pro back in the day. So thoughts go out to families of everyone there. Um, but since it is a new year, we are going to be talking about our favorites of 2022 right here. Um, so throw in a few things like that. Uh, before getting into like wrestling and everything... I'm going to just throw down a few favorites of other forms of entertainment and pop culture. Uh, I didn't really do a lot of comic reading this year. Um, part of it is just because, one, there's so many fucking titles, and that's been the case for a while. But also, there really wasn't like a lot of trades that really caught my eye this year. And a lot of... The stories that are out right now really seem to be kind of being more influenced by the MCU, DCU, shit like that. Um, but I would have to say, hands down, my favorite comic that I read this year would be The Last Ronin. You know, that originally started coming out in like 2020, but the last issue was out this year. So I'm counting it, plus the trade came out this year, so double counting it. Um fantastic read though for people who love the ninja turtles who like grittier ninja turtles it's definitely up your alley didn't really do a whole lot of new games this year i think the only new games i really bought was shredder's revenge and the evil dead game and those are also like the only games i believe i played that were new besides like you know shit on the uh switch which is like Re-issues, uh, stuff like that, like the uh, Cowabunga collection, um, various you know, N64 titles and everything. But honestly, of the two games, which are both fun as fuck, I will probably have to go with The Evil Dead being my favorite game of the two. It's casual gaming to perfection. It's just, you know, pick up and your Ash, or you, know, you actually choose other characters as well from... The Evil Dead films and the TV series. 
He's going around killing deadites. Um, I actually really enjoyed the old PlayStation and PlayStation 2 Evil Dead games as well. But yeah, this here was a fucking blast. Um, lots of fun. So I, and it was free on Steam for a while. I don't think it is anymore. I think it was originally just for like a week, but I'm not sure. A lot of times they'll have something for free, take it off, and throw it on free again. But, you know, check it out just in case you do ever want to play it. Um, besides that, I would say music-wise, there was a lot of really good, a lot of really great uh, bands this year putting out albums. Um, but I would have to say... My favorite album this year, and no surprise because it's probably my favorite band currently performing, is of Montreal. Their album Freeway Blues for Fuck 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 was fucking fantastic. Um, their sound, if you ever listen to them, is kind of a fusion of it's your typical indie band, but with like some punk, disco, funk rap kind of all mixed together um it's really hard to describe um uh, but they do a lot of weird shit um they're fucking fantastic i've seen them live like five times so that was a fantastic album this year um some other things i really enjoyed for like tv series i would have to say my favorite tv show of the year would be stranger things um I originally thought having episodes that are, you know, over two hours long at some points was going to be a chore, but holy fuck, these episodes flew by. Um, you know, you love these characters and you get new characters introduced who become fully developed after a few episodes. Um, even some characters going on for like two episodes get fully developed after that. And it's amazing. Um, but it's a gripping show, um, fun as fuck, super sad at certain points, especially this season. Um, but, you know, if you're a hardcore horror nerd, I don't know why people hate on this show if you are, because it's up our fucking alley. It's full of references. It's full of love for, like, John Carpenter, Toby Hooper, Steven Spielberg, Lucas. It's, you know, people say it's full of, like, 80s nostalgia, which it is, granted, yes, but it's not like people are saying you're watching, it's like, oh, it's 80s, the TV show, it's like, no, it's homage, people just like the nitpick, so fuck them. Um, my favorite movie of the year, and I'll people think when I say favorite movie, that means it's the best movie, no, my favorite movie of all time is Clerks. Clerks is not the greatest film of all time. Kevin Smith's Clerks is my favorite film. I think the best film of all time might honestly be Sam Mendes' 1917. I think the best film of this year was Sam Mendes' Empire of Light. But my favorite film of this year was Kevin Smith's Clerks 3. Um, yeah, that works out with those two. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, uh, as far as best goes, you know, Sam Mendes knocks out the fucking park again with Empire of Light. Um, talked about a couple weeks ago, but you get to know these characters working at this movie theater, their interactions, the theater basically becomes a character itself. It's beautiful. It's gripping. It's sad. It's bleak. It's joyous. Um, 
yeah, it's all around wonderful. Um, and also, it's I would really love to watch it as a double feature with Babylon, which a lot of people are trashing. A lot of critics are really hating on it. I fucking loved it. It was bonkers as shit. Um, but yeah, favorite film, easily Clerks 3. People are like, oh, it shouldn't be like a horror film. That would be Barbarian, which is another insane horror film. Um, HBO Max, if you're trying to check that out. The other two are in theaters right now. Clerks 3 is just on video on demand and you know you can pick it up like a physical media or a physical copy like on dvd blu-ray whatever um but yeah that film fucked me up i've watched it three times now twice in or once in theaters and twice on uh blu-ray and it totally fucks me up when i watch it um not gonna say why but yeah check it out if you are a kevin smith fan it's not as much of a gift to the fans as reboot was which also a lot of people really hated, but it's a true gift to uh, the fans. This here is more along the lines of Clerks 2 than Clerks, but it's all around. I just loved it. Kevin Smith is a happy place person for me, and everything about his universe I absolutely love. So, this is was a wrestling podcast um granted we have kind of become more of a pop culture podcast which i'm totally cool with um because all of us here are just big ass fucking nerds we collect action figures we play videos we read comic books we watch movies tv shows uh all that type of shit Um, but originally it did start off as a professional wrestling podcast. So there are definitely going to be more wrestling categories here. I am going to start off. I'm actually still thinking on this particular one. I'm going to hold off on it. Um, but best pay-per-view of the year. WrestleMania. Both nights were great. Had some fantastic moments gifts to the fans great matches it felt like a spectacle and that's what wrestlemania should be wrestlemania should be a spectacle and this here was i was depressed as fuck that weekend because i did not get to go i had my buddy's dog with me though and that really sued things over but Seeing how phenomenal this pay-per-view was really made me want to go. This year, I'm still on the fence, even though we're just a couple months away. Because I really want to be there for, you know, Sami Zayn. It's, it's just, he's just blowing up right now. Last year's, you know, it pissed a lot of people off originally when Roman won again. I'm all for it. Pissed people off originally when Steve Austin came back. Originally, I didn't want it either, but they worked it so fucking well. Pat McAfee just blew everybody away. Everything about that show, both nights, was great. Sami Zayn, speaking of him, nobody expected his match to be that great. Um, It was fun as fuck. Um, I honestly can't think of a bad match on the show 
Uh, looking here at the actual results, no, I mean, I guess like McIntyre and Corbin is probably the weakest of all of them, but even that, it was short and sweet, nothing really to complain about. Uh, I guess Lashley almost, because it's fucking almost, but yeah. Every other match on that show was great. I I loved that pay-per-view. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I would have to say, since, I'm, since I was talking about Feud of the Year, I might have to say... Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle just because I think they did such a great job with it with the exception of Matt Riddle still coming out on his scooter during matches I wish he still would have been serious for it but I think overall that they did a phenomenal job and they also it was kind of hidden layered too because you know prior to Seth feuding with Cody him and Kevin Owens were feuding with RK bro so it was just one of those things where he was just going right back to where he was at previously. Um, but yeah, it's like their interactions when they had like interviews and stuff was great. Um, I'm probably going to shoot myself for saying that one because I'll probably think of something different. Cause, but yeah, that's the one that actually sticks out the most with me from this year. Um, I'm also going to do best female tag team, which is going to be Toxic Attraction. They are the only, honestly, the only great NXT tag team champions. That title has been passed around a lot. I hate the current champs, even though they are the longest reigning champs. But Toxic Attraction actually felt like a tag team. Um, they felt like a threat. They don't need Mandy Rose. They can come to the main roster by themselves and be just fine. I honestly think that they were no longer in her shadow months ago. Best male tag team. Holding up that finger right now. The Usos. After being in the company for 12 years, now 13 years. This year, this past year was their best year. They became so damn fluid in the ring. The 1D has become probably my favorite finisher in wrestling. Um, they hit it so damn smooth every single time. Um, all their matches are great. They feel like champions. They feel like wrestlers. They feel like superstars. They are the perfect tag team going on right now in professional wrestling. Um, best female match of the year. Going back to WrestleMania, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Um, it told a story. Um, it was, you know, Bianca having retribution. It had, you know, one of the best, if not the best, KODs. 
the fans were electric for this match. The fans were hot all night that that both nights for that show. Um, Becky Lynch and Bianca are superstars in wrestling, no matter of their gender. They are fantastic, and they outshine a lot of stars from the past 10 years in any capacity, both in terms of overall presentation, mics, and in the ring. Granted, they're not necessarily stars who cut promos that you're like completely captivated by, but they feel authentic when they speak. And that shined through leading into this match. And this match had a certain level of authenticity inside of it. And, you know, Becky Lynch basically passed the torch in this match. Not that she passed the torch, because she's still, let's face it, the biggest draw in female wrestling. But Bianca Belair is going on one almost one year as champion. She is an idol to little girls. She is an idol to black girls. She is just an idol to anybody. And rightfully so. She is one of the best, if not the best, babyface in wrestling right now, I'd have to say. Um, male match of the year. These, this particular, these two particular tag teams are on three of my top ten favorite matches of the year. But this is from Supercard of Honor, ROH Tag Team Titles, the Briscoes, and FTR. That was a fantastic pay-per-view. Yet again, WrestleMania weekend. I was so depressed watching it, as I said, uh, with Mania. Super depressed watching this. Uh, you know, the first real, like, AEW-driven Ring of Honor pay-per-view. They knocked it out of the park. AEW might be a trash promotion right now, with the exception of MGF, Jamie Hayter, and FTR. A couple others here and there. But FTR, they've just become another level of tag team. I would almost put them above the Usos. But the thing is, even though they've had better matches, the Usos just feel like the better team. And that's kind of just in terms of presentation. Because AEW could have and should have, honestly, let them hold all four titles at the same exact time. Now they just have one title left. Um, But this match here, it was perfect. It was storytelling from Final Battle the previous year. It led up to this. It was personal, but it wasn't a blood feud. It was a professional rivalry. And that's what wrestling, that's what Ring of Honor is, and hopefully still is once it's relaunched this year. Which now the titles are back on the Briscoes. Um, I don't know what I'm going to think of the new Ring of Honor once it starts. Hopefully Tony Khan's not booking it. But, you know, if anything is as great as their pay-per-views have been this year, then I will be all for it. No doubt. Um, but yeah, this here, easily best match of the year. Uh, my second favorite match of the year was also them from Death of Fortis Honor. They also had their fantastic dog collar match at Final Battle this year. Year-long rivalry. All based on professional wrestling and being the best tag team. Great storytelling. 
Um, truly fantastic shit right there. Um, best female wrestler. Gonna have to say Bianca Belair. Um, I think that Lashley's winner, Deanna Prazo, has still been doing great stuff, but focus isn't as much on her. She's basically just there to be a workhorse. Um, as far as like the four horse women, you know, Bailey was out a lot of the year. Becky was out a lot of the year. Charlotte was out a lot of the year. Sasha was out a lot of the year. Um, you know, then you have people like Alexa and Oscar just kind of floated around. Rhea kind of resurgence, but put Becky in the ring with anybody. She knocked it out. She feels much. I was saying with like Uso, she feels like a champion. She feels like a star. She is putting on great matches. Um, she inspires kids. Buddy mine shot Mike Michael Bradley. Also MBS's daughters gotten like a Bianca Belair figure every year for Christmas. Um, freaks out every time. My buddy uh, Brandon shout Dynamite also. MBS and everything. His daughter Esther nicknames her the EST. She has a Bianca Belair stuffy uh, plushie, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, she is the star in wrestling as far as female wrestling goes. I'd go as far as to say one of the top stars, regardless of promotion, gender, anything. She is up there right now. They have done a great job of presenting her as a superstar. Speaking of superstar, male wrestler of the year. How can anyone not acknowledge the head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns? Yet again, his year of dominance, this is going on year four, almost three years ago when he originally won the title. Still going strong, holding both belts. And when he wrestles, he is a spectacle. All eyes are on him. He feels like a major attraction. He doesn't need to wrestle every week. He doesn't need to be on TV every week. He's the champion. He still pops up about once a month. More than that. People give him shit for not wrestling all the time. Champions shouldn't wrestle all the time. It's going to make it seem lesser if he wrestles every single week. He wrestled this past Friday on SmackDown. Huge match. Uh, Tag team match. John Cena was involved. Everything about it felt huge for a SmackDown. And that has to do with how hot Sami Zayn is, how hot Roman Reigns is. You have Kevin Owens, who is doing a fantastic job. And you have John Cena just being, you know, John Cena. He's a huge deal himself. And having Cena's first match back uh, since in over a year, his first televised match in two over two years, televised as far as uh, Raw or SmackDown. Um, Roman Reigns, is, he rarely ever wrestles on SmackDown, so it was a huge deal. But when Roman Reigns does step in the ring, it feels like a huge deal. His matches feel like big fights, regardless of who it is against. He is a dominating champion, and those who hate him, they will celebrate when he loses. Those of us that love him, we will celebrate when he loses because that belt will feel important as long as it loses to the right guy. 
But that is basically all of my thoughts for 2022. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Mohammed now. And until then, happy podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Joe. And a happy new year to you, too. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy holidays. I hope you spent a great, great, great happy New Year, great New Year this year. 2022 was one of my favorite years in general on a personal level and on a level. It might be my favorite part. But, uh, and hopefully, each and every one of you listening to this has had a great year as well and is, is going to have a greater one like that next, inshallah. So let's talk about the year in review. What was the best? uh, What was the best? What was the. Well, I'm not sure if we're going to go into the worst, but let's see where where our path takes us on on this little review we think. So. Because they're the biggest fan, the hottest 
seeing this professional wrestling right now, the bloodline, and Roman of course based uh, on pretty much most of the limelight. But yeah, use his cash moon here. And he acclaimed to have a the acclaim could have a claim to it next year, but they are not there yet. Briscoes have had a banner here as well. Let's talk about the best woman wrestler of the year.
so I'm cautious. As far as a character, the outside of the ring, he's the most 
compelling character there is. I know people all people have seen that. Samuel is getting his helmet, but Samuel does not get that from The way he looks at people, the way he you know, that way uh, that promo where Samuel said where Jay Uso said, I don't give a damn what the trouble chief says, and that look on his face with the camera first the police connection still eliminates me of the and then Sammy's in the boat. And no one can understand his, his position here. He can't actually can't laugh at this because he's the tribal chief. He can be it's within his character to be amused by this boat. And he needs to have fun with everyone else around him. Oh god. He gotta love Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? That dude is awesome. And, but in the ring. Everyone in the dress of this year has looked like a star. Let's see. Well, maybe not. But... I mean, Robert Brothers is not going to be a rock legend. Not going to be a rock legend. Not This guy, who's only had two other matches before this, had a, had a fight chance against him. And then War Games, he made Kevin Owens look like a world racer. The way he. Roman Reigns is the smartest in his competition. He is the best character of Russian
thinks I'm blowing up because all of us were thinking, oh my god, is this actually happening? Are we going to see the most impossible wrestle? Not just have to wrestle someone live and make basketball referee. And it's like it's like John McClane came back for one more diehard, but it's not but it's the 1980s was a great year. Uh, Roman Reigns versus also uh, Logan Paul was also a candidate for the best show overall. I would say that maybe it's got to be for me. It's WrestleMania 3. Uh, but 
This one has that four-handed handle on Damn good professional wrestling out. So, as we said, second, second favorite of this TV class because I was there for the one I is Crown Jewel. But also flush at the castle, also pretty great. songs if you haven't listened to it check out the song our hobble you're not gonna regret it address me all right and that's a little side stick here i know we haven't discussed songs a lot on this show i don't know or i don't unless it's professional wrestling teams but so favorite show that I've seen it's honestly it's it, it will be down to either Cobra Kai or Stranger Things but this there has been so much great uh, Netflix will have these two it had uh, the season, second season of Alice in Borderlands great Japanese show if you haven't seen it I highly suggest that you do uh, and the, uh, the Michael Flanagan uh, show about the kids. Um, there's been some good shows. If you haven't seen C on Apple TV Plus, C, you should you really go out of your way to see that show. It's wrapped up its third and final season, so you can just. Most of the seasons are out there for the public to consume right now, you can see. Uh, I'm not sure if you can count those. It also can cover both ends. Tulsa King, Sylvester Stallone, oh my goodness, massive, amazing, amazing.
Avatar, first of all, Avatar, the way of water. Now I'm actually saying I'm not. I'm not gonna say I hated the first Avatar, but I oh I never saw the big deal about it. Honestly, I thought it was a little bit overhyped, a little bit, uh, a little overrated. Uh, Avatar. I mean, I've only seen it beginning to end once. I have not felt the need to see it again. But the way of water, 
to me it was a way more enjoyable film maybe because there was a lot of fat cut out or a lot of exposition was not into it but uh, it's it's a pretty good movie Puss in Boots might be my favorite animation it's, it's probably my favorite animation this year I can't remember any other animation movies we had this year but Puss in Boots the Last Wish had one of my goodness the best villains to ever hit a movie theater in a maiden form and maybe uh, and maybe one of the best villains this year in total there have been a lot of white movies that didn't have like a central villain that was as strong as powerful as scary as this guy just you know the big bad wolf in Puss in Boots uh, The Last Wish him alone and that deathly haunting whistle of him alone is enough for you to just is worth the price of admission uh, what else is there as far as movies I can't. I'm sorry about that let me just see oh my goodness Morbius came out this year yeah the less said about that one the better Arabic movie Algarima came out this year. Prey was uh, was out this year. Prey was pretty damn good. Prey, as far as surpassed expectations, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Jordan Peele's Nope. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this guy's a genius. I'm just gonna say it. it's a freaking genius. Nope, my bad. Yeah, one that did not. I'm not sure if this got any Oscar buzz about it or not. But where the Cronads stay? See that we this girl comes down that character. Uh, what's her name? I see her name here. Uh huh. Beast came out. Oh my goodness, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. This Jeepers Creepers Reborn, and it breaks my heart to say that because Jeepers Creepers is my favorite. Yeah, it's hard to talk about this. Halloween Ends came out this year as well. I, li I like it a lot, and I love it. Like, Violent Night. It's probably slowly making its way up my Christmas, uh, my favorite Christmas movies list. Is it weird that the Muslim has a favorite movie in Christmas movies? Yeah, maybe it is. And the menu. Worry, darling, we're also out there. Both set higher than both pretty good. Satiric. I mean, the menu is satirical. Uh, don't worry, darling, is a lot of like an extended Twilight Zone episode. Not take that for what it, yeah, for what it's worth. Uh, There's also the movie about the Vikings.
also one of the best cinema experiences I've had this year is Top Gun Maverick. Not my favorite movie of the year, but it was still an awesome movie. And this is me also, and also this is another movie which I did not enjoy the original as much as a lot of the nostalgic people tell me to do. But yeah, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and No Party, my two favorite movies this year. I'm, I'm gonna go on record and say that. Oh, number one is fine as I'm concerned. And yeah, that has been the year 2022. I I hope everyone had a great year 2022. I had what great accomplishments and and not just you know on a professional level but on a personal level. It's, it's much but it's much important that you. satisfy yourself personally. Now that might be taken as an window that please know that you can if you accomplish it yourself others have while the others have do actually can uh, also help. But for me this year has been great. It's been a lot about like having you know it's it's been a personal journey. It's it's been about just getting better physically, getting better mentally getting better, I mean, having more adventures, adding more, uh, adding more miles on your soul, whether that be entertainment or helping others or just connecting with them. And here's to a great one, two, three of them. I hope, I hope all your names come through this year. Please not come And thank you for joining us on the drive-thru. Please leave the drive-thru and orderly is the, the Sorry, it's a drive-in, not a drive-through. Thank you for coming to the drive-in. Please leave the drive-in in order to the session. I hope you liked our feature presentation today. And until next next time, hopefully we are inspired by the World Cup uh, this year. Uh, which is really going to next We're going to have the Professional Wrestling World, uh, World, World Cup tournament soon. We're hoping to get that uh, started next week. But we'll keep posted on it, inshallah. Have a great year, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We love you. Hack Podcast.